Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito This is the On The Banks podcast. Follow us on Twitter at OTB underscore SB Nation. Now, here's your host, Aaron Brightman. Welcome to episode 114 of the On The Banks podcast. I'm your host and managing editor, Aaron Brightman. Thanks so much for listening once again for our second Big Ten Championship podcast in less than a month. Women's soccer, we had head coach Mike O'Neill, Amira Ali, and Sam Kroger on after they won the Big Ten regular season title, first in Rutgers and program history. And now we're fortunate to have the Rutgers field hockey team fresh off the first Big Ten tournament championship in program and school history this past weekend. They won three games in four days at Bauer as hosts of the Big Ten tournament. They beat Indiana 3-1. to one. They beat Penn State for the fourth consecutive time in the calendar year of 2021, 2-1, to one. and then a dramatic championship game, beating Michigan 1-0. It was a frenetic finish. Michigan pulled their goalie with five minutes to go, and the Rutgers defense held it together, and were able to secure their first Big Ten championship in program history. We are fortunate to have head coach Meredith Civico here tonight to discuss this entire season and the experience of elevating this program. When she took over Rutgers Field Hockey, it was was an afterthought a decade ago, and she's turned it into a national power. We also have co-Big Ten Player of the Year, returning All-American Gianna Glatz, as well as Big Ten Tournament MVP, Carrie Burns, and first team All Big Ten and returning All-American, Katie Lamore, the three captains for Rutgers Field Hockey. They've been with the program five and six years. They've really elevated this program under Civico from an afterthought to a Big Ten and national power. They enter the NCAA tournament as the number one seed. They enter as number one in the RPI rankings and number one in the latest coaches poll. Program history has been made uh, quite a bit already. 18 wins, most in program history. 12 ranked wins, six against top 10 foes. The best regular season finish ever, finishing second, winning that Big Ten tournament championship. And yet there is more history to write with the NCAA tournament beginning this weekend. They'll host either the winner of Fairfield or Delaware Friday at 11 a.m. at Bauer. They are essentially two wins from a Final Four and four from that elusive national title. And to talk about it all, we're fortunate to have head coach Meredith Civico, along with a special guest, her newborn son, John, who you'll hear make a a slight appearance during the recording, as well as Gianna Glatz, Katie Lamore, and Carrie Burns to talk about the road ahead and what they've accomplished so far this season. And we welcome them in now. It is now my pleasure to welcome in the head coach of the Big Ten Tournament champion, Rutgers Field Hockey Scarlet Knights, head coach Meredith Civico. Coach, congratulations. Thanks so much for being here. 
Thank you so much for having me, Aaron. I'm so excited to be here. So just to start, we're talking on Tuesday night, a little bit more than 48 hours after you won the first Big Ten tournament title in Rutgers and program history. What has that experience been like since? It's just incredible. You know, I think um, it's like I I can't believe it, but I can believe it is the best way to describe it. You know, I think um, after the after kind of the final whistle went and we were like, oh, my gosh, we won. You know, the coaching staff all looked at each other and we were just kind of like, oh, my gosh. You know, and of course, the team's rushing the field. And I think it was just this moment of absolute just like pride and you know, we did it. We've worked so, so hard for this. It's been 10 years of um, preparation and, and just, it's been such a process and for it to actually like all come together the way it did at Rutgers in front of an record-breaking crowd in our home state with this group of players. And you'll talk to the seniors a little bit later, but it just was incredible. It almost is as if it was meant to be just the way it all happened. Yeah, it was a bit of like a a Cinderella feel, you know, where all the pieces were coming into place and all the right people were there, the right players, the right time, the right place. So and an amazing coaching staff as well. So I just feel really lucky and really proud. So this group that you did it with, you know, you had the five uh, super seniors come back. Obviously, Gianna Glatz, Carrie Burns, Katie Lamore, Gianna Mancini and Cassidy Shetler. You've obviously been with the program five and uh, in Katie's case, six years. But I think that a lot of fans don't realize that you actually had a relationship with these players for many more years before that. Can you just talk a little bit about just what that means and, and how long you've known some of them in terms of how long you've recruited them? I think Gianna Glatz, you've recruited her since she was yeah. like, pretty young. Oh gosh. Yeah, Gianna Glatz was like coming to Rutgers to do clinics and stuff when she was in middle school. So I, I think I've told this story a couple times this week, but yeah, I think she was in seventh grade and she was at a clinic and she asked me if I was recruiting a goalkeeper. And I said, why? Yes, I am. Gianna Glatz. I'm recruiting you. Um, <laughs> and she's just, gosh, she's an amazing person, an amazing player. Even, you know, at that age, you could just see how determined and how much she wanted to be great at her sport. And um, that was a big reason we wanted her at Rutgers. And then Gianna Mancini and um, her sister Bella played with our club, Mid-Jersey Knights. We've known the Mancini since, oh my gosh, for a very long time. Um, Same with Cassidy Shetler. She was a kind of an original knight, we'll say, with our club. But um, just incredible people. Their families are just incredible. Cassidy's sister is actually going to continue playing hockey with us at Rutgers. She'll be an incoming freshman next year. Bella Mancini, Gianna's little sister, is on our team right now. Katie Larmore, we recruited to Rutgers. Actually, funny story. So a very good friend of my husband and I, uh, he's a hockey coach that was over here, was back in Ireland, reached out to us and said, hey, this, this young lady is amazing. You know, I think she really wants to come play in the U.S., but, um, you know, she's not looking at a ton of schools. So I got in touch with her immediately and she's just a phenomenal person, a phenomenal athlete. And then Carrie Burns kind of knew Katie. So Carrie ended up coming over because uh, Katie was here and had just such a great experience. So I think that's really special when, you know, Rutgers field hockey recruits itself and you end up just having great players, but great people. And I think that group of five, they're 
such an amazing leaders. They're all talented players, but they're incredible people. And I think they drive this team and this culture. You know, a big part of our program is it's it's about the family. It's about the team. You know, the team is bigger than the individual and everything we do is for one another. And I think those five are just such a shining example of, of our team culture and the way they are as people. And wanted to ask in terms of contributions you've gotten from others this season, you know, uh, Lucy Bannantyne, a freshman, able to step in the way she has um, tied for the team lead with goals uh, with Milena Resling-Hover. Uh, what, what has her impact been? And, uh, you know, you mentioned her before the season. Um, how impressed are you with how she was able to perform in her first season? Lucy is just such a competitor. You know, I think she's strong. She's fast. She's got great hockey intellect. Um, you know, she was um, involved in the New Zealand junior national team and kind of developmental squads back home. And I think she's a player who's just going to continue to get better and better. Um, she scored some phenomenal goals this year in some really big games, um, assisting as well. So I, I've been so pleased with Lucy, but also Iris and uh, Guillermina Casarano, two other freshmen newcomers that have just stepped in haven't missed a beat and have been really big contributors. And then Milena Redling Chauffeur, she's just, she's such an incredible player. She's so smart and she's so versatile. So she, she's played in a halfback position for us this year and a midfield position. Um, she's so attacking. She can create, she likes to go forward. Um, she's scored a lot of her goals on penalty strokes, which is probably like the ultimate pressure test in field hockey. It's just you and the goalkeeper. You have one touch on the ball and you've got to score. Usually it's, you know, it's a big pressure and she's converted every chance, you know, this season, which has been incredible. So talking about the Big Ten tournament, three wins in four days on your home field in front of your home fans. One thing you said to me before the season, I asked you how the talent level of this team compared to your national championship team at Maryland in 2005. And you were very confident in that it did really, it matched up with that team in terms of a talent level. But one thing you mentioned was that this current team did not have as much tournament experience. Now you go in, you host the Big Ten tournament, you win three games uh, against Penn State, you beat for the fourth time in a row. Uh, Number four RPI, you beat Michigan, number two RPI. How impressed are you with this team to be able to, to come through in such a, a um, important uh, and big games back to back like that in consecutive days? I give them so much credit. I think the format of the tournament itself is incredibly challenging, you know, to play back to back in our sport. It's really difficult physiologically. So that's something that we focus on during the season Maybe we didn't exactly like hindsight. We didn't exactly have the tournament experience when it came to advancing. But I think last year's experience against Northwestern out of Iowa was something like I'll never forget the response from the team in the huddle. Like it was absolute just we played our hearts out and that game just didn't go our way. We had so many chances, hit the crossbar, hit the post, 
just didn't go our way. But I think the team really knew that they could have absolutely made the next round and they wanted to. And that was like the feeling in the huddle. Everybody was just looking each other in the eyes like next year we are not, you know, losing this first round. And that's been our approach like this season. It's like get the next game is the one that's the most important. You know, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's not look too big. Like let's keep our sets, our sights set on what's in front of us. And I think that's been a really big key to our success, you know, not, not getting ahead of ourselves, just keeping the focus on the next game. And I think that was in the tournament. I was like, all right, Indiana, that's all we're focused on. Let's go. We knew we had a great game plan. My coaching staff is incredible. Like I am so lucky to have the coaching staff. I do. They're brilliant. Their preparation is, I mean, it's the best of the best, you know? So I think we prepared really well, you know, and I think we recovered really hard On to the next one. I think Penn state, we, we knew what we had to do defensively. They have two of the top threats in the country in Glado and Alessi and our team is so gritty when it comes to defending. Um, so we kind of knew what we had to do and then recovering and then going into that final against Michigan. I think we went out to Michigan. We probably played our worst game of the season. Michigan played their best game of the season against us. You know, we knew at home it was going to be different in this environment. It was going to be different. We were pretty, the team was wanted some revenge. So I think there was a lot of motivation um, going into that game, um, which was just incredible. The energy was amazing. You could feel it before the game even started. And it was, we knew it was going to be a battle, but it was just an amazing way to win. Like I said, at Rutgers on Bauer with everybody there, everybody who made it happen for us too, like all the facility staff and the, uh, just all of our support staff was there with us celebrating. And I think doesn't get more special than that to have everyone who's had a part in your success be there in that moment is something I will never forget forget, and I'm so grateful for. On top of all of that backdrop, the ending of that title game was so dramatic. With the yeah. last five minutes, Michigan pulling their goalie, playing yeah. with an extra, uh, extra player. I mean, that must have felt – did you age in coach years by like five years? <laughs> in, in that so. five minutes? I definitely am still getting my voice back. You know, it's something we train that a lot and at practice. So we train that like numbers down – you know, a team is down a goal, a team is up a goal. So we train those situations um, every week. So it was something we've been really, especially when you get into tournament play, you know, it's a lot of that is happening where you're, you're mm -hmm. up a player, down a player, down a goal, overtime, shootout. So we've been training a lot of that situational stuff. So we knew what we needed to do. And I think um, our back line was just incredible. And Gianna Glatz, I think, was also just incredible. They say defense wins championships, you know, and I think that was that was the case for, you know, a big part of that game. But um, it was just it was exciting. I definitely aged, but I knew the team was ready for that and prepared because we had we had trained it a lot. So it's been quite a year. Uh, obviously, the the season uh, from last fall was can't, uh, postponed till this past spring. You had that. Uh, well, you, you had your third child. Uh, <laughs> You had an extremely quick turnaround from one season to the next. Now you have an exceptionally quick turnaround as well. You won the Big Ten tournament on Sunday. You're hosting a first-round game uh, on Friday at 11 a.m. at home 
talk about just in terms of how you've handled that. Obviously, there, there's been uh, so much to celebrate, but now in terms of refocusing the team and the maturity level of this team to be able to handle that process. Yeah, I think it was awesome being in the locker room with them today, you know, and I think we we start our session always on Tuesday morning with a debrief of, you know, the game before. So we debrief the final and we look at, you know, some good things, but we're also critical and we're looking at, okay, what do we need to improve on? Where can we get better? Where can we, um, you know, make some gains this week? So I love them in the locker room. You know, they, they, everybody was excited and they're all wearing their hats still on campus, but they're, they're not satisfied. And I think that's definitely the feeling in the locker room today. I was like, all right, that was great. We won. That was our, that was our goal. We checked that off our list, so to speak. Now we're ready for the next. And the only game that matters is the one on Friday, you know, so we find out who we play tomorrow afternoon, but it was really like, let's look at ourselves. You know, they fixed some things on video that they saw, had good conversations and we're just looking forward to it. So Although we don't necessarily have that like tournament experience, I think this group of players knows what they need to do to be successful. And I think they've done it. They did it last year and they did it this year. And I have no doubt that, you know, whatever comes their way, they can handle it. Just a couple more for you, coach. Uh, You've been a big proponent of scheduling uh, really difficult uh, non-conference opponents ended up beating uh, a program record 11 ranked foes this year. Uh, You were talking in the preseason just how important it was to play the ECC teams, play local uh, teams, you know, that that are going to win their league. It really came true in a lot of ways with with a lot of your uh, teams that you face. How has that benefited? You talk about maybe the lack of tournament experience coming in, but how has that schedule built you and made you tournament tough uh, here in November? Yeah, I think we, you know, I think when we talked last time, we were looking at the schedule like, wow, you know, and and we said to be the best, you have to play the best, you know, and beat the best. And that's always been my mentality. And I think that's if you want to really grow a program to win at the very top level, you have to challenge the players. And our players love they love playing the tough games. They love playing the big 10 opponents. They love playing the ACC teams. Like they just, it brings out the best in us as far as the hockey. So to have, you know, we played Delaware's in our bracket, St. Joe's is in our bracket. Um, so I think to have that experience against those teams, we know they're quality opponents. We know, um, we know what we need to do in order to be successful, you know? So I definitely feel like we're prepared. Um, I feel like we've been tested in so many ways. I'm sure we'll continue to be tested, you know, and from those experiences, we've just grown so much. I, and that's, I think, one of my favorite things about this team is every time they've had a challenge or a loss, maybe, or, you know, a setback, they've been so amazing in their approach at, all right, what went well, what didn't go well, what do we need to fix and what do we need to do to get better and to grow from this? And I think every time this season we've had something, we've really addressed it and grown from it and it made us better, which I think that's, that's what you have to do to be successful at the, at the top, you know, and, and to be able to advance, those are, those are the behaviors and the traits, the characteristics your team needs to have, um, which I think is really special. So last question, tying that, 
entire point into the fact that you enter the NCAA tournament, uh, you're second as head coach, fourth in Rutgers history, you're the number one seed in the tournament, you're number one in the coaches' poll nationally. But does having that maturity for a team like that, having played the schedule you've played, you know, having St. Joe's, who you did actually lose to uh, looming, so many Big Ten teams that, you know, uh, you've battled so many times over the last year, does that actually help, uh, I guess, keep this team humble and focused on one game at a time as you go into the, uh, the real postseason NCAA tournament uh, four games away from a potential national title? Yeah, I think, you know, we have to we have to stay focused on us and we have to gain confidence from the things that we do well, not anybody else, you know, and I think we've learned a lot playing the opponents we did. I think we've been really tested against, you look at the big 10 and the teams that we play and it's one, two, three, four, five, you know, it's just, that's who we've been playing. And St. Joe's is such a great team. And I think there's definitely some unfinished business if we end up crossing over with them, but who knows? I mean, we know every, we know every team in the tournament is just a good team, you know, a, a great team. They wouldn't be here if they weren't. So again, we've got to just take it one game at a time, focus on us, focus on what we need to do, not get caught up in, there's a lot of hype, right? We're the first, this, first, that, which is amazing, you know, and, and, but I think we just, we're very in this kind of bubble of like, this is us. No one takes care of Rutgers field hockey. We take care of ourselves. All we need to be successful is right here in this huddle, in this locker room, you know, that's been just our mentality and our approach. Don't get caught up in anything else. Focus on what's here. Work as hard as we possibly can. Get better every day. Compete, compete, compete like crazy. And then let's see what happens when the final whistle blows. Rutgers Field Hockey Head Coach Meredith Civico. I don't want to let it uh, slip away. Uh, you did earn your 100th career victory during the Big Ten tournament. So congratulations with that as well. Congratulations <laughs> all your success this season. We're all rooting for you. Best of luck in the NCAA tournament. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure to now welcome in all three captains from the Big Ten Tournament Championship Team, Rutgers Field Hockey, Gianna Glatz, Carrie Burns, and Katie Lamar. Thank you so much for all of you being here tonight. First off, just wanted to ask all three of you, congratulations, amazing accomplishment. What has this experience been like? We're about two and a half days uh, since you, you defeated Michigan for the Big Ten title, first in program history. What has this uh, last four, 50, 55 plus hours been like, starting with you, Gianna? It's pretty surreal. I think waking up yesterday and I left my Big Ten championship hat like kind of close to my bed and waking up and seeing that was kind of like, wow, like a pinch me, this is happening. It's been amazing. I think just it's given me the experience to look back on everything that we've done to lead us to this point the past five, six years um, for Katie. And we really just, we've wanted this since we first came to Rutgers and we put so much work into this. Meredith wanted this so bad and she really created a culture that was a winning culture and we worked so hard. I said before the game that the hardest working team is going to come out of this championship as winners. And that definitely happened. And knowing that we achieved that, we worked so hard for it. It's just been amazing. And Katie, uh, as Gianna said, you know, you, you went through a whole uh, 
season plus of, of injuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, what has this moment meant like for you to accomplish what you have with this team? It's definitely validated every reason I decided to stay. Um, not that it was a difficult decision, but I think we, like Gianna said, we've put in so much work to get here and there's so many hours put in behind the scenes that make it worth it. And it makes the the grind that we have every day out on the field, whether it's in film or in the weight room, it just makes it, it makes it all okay. Um, And I think obviously we're dedicated as athletes and that's something that we sign up for. But I think finally getting the recognition that we all wanted and quite frankly deserve is uh is something that's made it just even more special and carrie you came back for a fifth year as well what has this meant to you for a start i just love it here like especially at Rutgers, but uh, america in general so it really wasn't um, a hard decision for me to stay at Rutgers another year um again being part of this team is something special and again both gianna and katie touched on it, like the culture of this team i wouldn't want to do it with anyone else and um, that, that showed in the performance that we had uh, this entire weekend. And I look forward to seeing a similar performance in the NCAA tournament. And one thing I really wanted to, to touch on was just I think fans sometimes don't realize that the relationships and this has been years in the making for all of you in terms of your own relationships. Gian, I just wanted to ask about uh, you with Coach Civico talked about, you know, you coming to clinics at Rutgers when you were in middle school. What, what has this journey been like for you with her? And you being able to do this at Rutgers. Yeah, it's awesome. A lot of times I'll just think about it. I'm like, wow, this really came full circle. Like I was practicing on Bauer in middle school and I was practicing with Mare coaching me and Joey coaching me and practicing with Maddie. So it's really awesome to have that experience from people who were helping me develop when I was younger, lead us in this team to the point where we just won a championship in the most prestigious conference in the NCAA. And then, I don't know, sometimes like we say it, like we're almost like Meredith's children. Like I feel (laughs) like I've known them for so long that I'm like another Civico kid. They just really create such a family culture that like we are family and just having them around for so many years at this point, like eight years, it's crazy, but it really does come full circle. And it's awesome to be playing for the people who have been in my corner for so long. And Katie and Carrie, you're both from Northern Ireland. I believe Carrie, uh, Katie recruited you, Carrie, to Rutgers. What was that experience like, you know, giving Rutgers a chance because of Katie and also winning with her now? Absolutely. I mean, I never heard who Rutgers were until I got a I got an Instagram DM from Katie saying, hey, like, I, I heard you wanted to come to America to play hockey. And I was like, yeah. I, I, again, I'd never heard of Rutgers. I think she posted something um, on Instagram and I, I saw her jersey. It's like, I've never heard of this team before. And um, from there, Kita got me in touch with um, Mayor, set up a Skype call, um, talked away. Next minute, I was on a flight to New York, in New York for the first time. I mean, it's an incredible to look back at where it all started from, to think that was five years ago, I was on my visit. It's just incredible. And to be doing it with Katie as well, like we've, we've played together back home and it's just something special to be taking that from what we had back home to over here and achieving that with her is something special to me personally. And Katie, for you to, to take that, that first step to, to come to America and come to Rutgers, uh, what was that process like with Coach Civico reaching out to you and, and just the, the whole experience that you've had at Rutgers? Yeah, oh my gosh, it's a long time ago now. Um, 
I was actually not really, I was on the fence about America. I was looking at some other places and it just all, it didn't, one couple weren't the right fit. One fell through. A really good friend got to another school and kind of suggested that maybe I shouldn't go there. So the fact that like this worked out, I was actually at a, at a prom <laughs> and uh, I got an email and I sent it forwarded to my mom and she said, don't reply, don't reply. We'll talk about it tomorrow. And just the way Mayor presented Rutgers, I, I like Kerry, hadn't heard of it. I came out here on my visit really late, May 2016, and I was here in September uh, in August. Um, it was Cinco de Mayo, which we don't celebrate at home. <laughs> and it just it just really seemed like such a good fit. It made me it made America come back into into um focus for me. And I mean, I didn't to be fair, I didn't look anywhere else, but I just knew that this was an opportunity that I will never get at home. It seemed right. I loved the girls. I loved the coaching staff. Everybody was so inclusive and they didn't they didn't have a right to be. They didn't know me at the time. Um, so I think just having this opportunity and how Mayor made it seem so comfortable being somewhere like, quite frankly, so far from home was something that I don't think I would have got at many other institutions in this country. Just uh, switching gears a little bit to talk about this past year. Obviously, it's been extremely hectic. You've essentially had two seasons in one calendar year. Katie and Carrie, we spoke before the season just about that quick turnaround. I wanted to touch on with you, Carrie, just what the team, how that ending to last season, obviously it was, it was a, a heartbreaking loss at the end. How has that, has that helped and kind of channeled this team to greatness this year? Well, I think even going back to last fall, just to touch on that first with everything with COVID and being disappointed last fall, our whole team just it got closer. We, we knew what we wanted to achieve starting off then. And when we came in in the spring, like we were, we were ready for it. With it being only in conference, uh, that was obviously a very competitive season that we had. And of course, like you said, the last game wasn't exactly how we wanted it to turn out. We learned a lot from that experience, especially playing teams twice in a weekend, the same team. It was a very different approach to how we usually play. Um, but I think going into this season, especially with missing out on the NCAA tournament last year because it was cut out um, for COVID. But I think it only built us stronger for the Big Ten tournament this year. And we all had a little bit more fire in us, especially against uh, such teams. And I, th I think this year it all came together for us. Uh, it's still coming together. We're still learning, believe it or not, even in the postseason. Um, but I think it's, it's only made us stronger for this part of our season. And Katie, just touching on, uh, even though it didn't end the way you wanted to, there was, you could see moments where this team was taking that next step, uh, beating Northwestern Penn State, your highest ranked wins ever. How did that give your team confidence this year uh, with a program record now, 12 ranked wins? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, we were very fortunate. We we lost one girl last year. She She graduated. And then we only gained. And so we had really everything we needed and then some. At the end of last season, I think, like Kerry said, having that fall of almost like a four-month preseason, as much <laughs> as it was challenging, it gave us such opportunities to build on what we already had. And then the fact that we really, the only change, the only changes were additions. It just really, I mean, I think it gave everybody a confidence that we're right there. We were really unsatisfied, like you said, at the end of last season. Um, and I think it just, I don't know, I can't speak for Gianna and Kerry, but or the rest of the girls, but it really gave me motivation. I mean, it sounds cliche, but the only way is up. And we could only have 
gained and got better from where we were and where we where we ended at the end of um, the spring 2021 season. And Gianna, you actually started this season. You were with Team USA in the uh, Junior Pan Am Games. I believe there were a lot of Big Ten players on that roster. What was that experience like for you? And then coming back to the team after that first weekend, uh, having beaten Duke, a ranked team at the time, um, what was that experience like? And, and did you, I guess, see any any difference or anything in the team that maybe you hadn't seen when you got before you left? Yeah, I remember. So the entire team down in Chile was watching the Duke Rutgers game because one of the girls on my team with me was she played at Duke. So we were watching it and we were like, who's going to win? Who's going to win? And then we're all watching the game. And then Maddie was also in the room. And at one point I turned around and I looked at her and my eyes were like huge. I was like, whoa, like it was awesome because I was obviously there um, for the start of preseason, but watching the girls play, like it was incredible. It was like, we're going to be good. And then to come up with the 3-0 result against Duke was amazing. And I think what was really awesome was I was watching that game with other Big Ten players in the room. And it was pretty clear that they also knew that Rutgers <laughs> was going to be really good. So it was kind of like, I couldn't really wait to get back. I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is awesome. Like, bring me back to my friends. But it was so cool. And then when we finally got back, it was like, let's get, get keep this ball rolling. And then through the season, I think we just continued to progress. But it was definitely that moment when, honestly, you don't really get that opportunity to watch without criticizing yourself all the time um, to become better. But having that opportunity to just watch like the team play was really exciting. And it was really cool to just be like, whoa, like this is it. Like this is something we have all, like we have quite a spark and we have a great team. So obviously extremely quick turnaround. You just won the big 10 tournament. The NCAA tournament now starts on Friday uh, you host uh, the winner of Delaware Fairfield at 11 o'clock. What is, I, you know, it's been a year of quick turnarounds from one season to the next. And then now from the po- uh, Big Ten tournament to NCAAs. Gianna, just how has the team kind of been able to refocus or how are the senior leaders approaching that transition? So obviously like yesterday was just a day to soak it all in. Like we were the Big Ten champs, um, but we knew that, today it was time to get back to work and we're ready to continue to elevate ourselves, just never being satisfied, creating new goals um, and to come out even stronger and to put our best foot forward on Friday going into the tournament as we make our way um, into the NCAAs. And Carrie, with, you know, there's a lot of uh, younger players on this team that have played big roles. How important has that been to the team's success and knowing that, you know, going through the gauntlet of the Big Ten, uh, does that almost help going into the NCAA tournament, knowing, you know, so many good teams are there that you've played, but that you've, you know, you've you've lost to, you've beaten, uh, that anything can happen uh, in any game you play? Yeah, exactly. Like, we do, we do have a lot of young players that have made an impact on this season, a lot of goal scorers as well. And I think that just shows the depth of our team as well. Like, it's not just our senior players that have come back our fifth and our sixth years, it's it's right down to our freshmen. I think they've been a huge asset to this team this year. And uh, I mean, going forward, it's it's hard to scout us. I feel like we're definitely a team that you could list every single player on our team as a key player. We don't have 
individuals. You couldn't put it on one forward that scores all of our goals. I think every single one of our forwards have scored a goal this season. And the same with our back line. Everyone should have had a defensive player of the week, in my opinion. And having like even to our bench as well, they're crazy. They're a crazy bunch. Like they make the atmosphere so much better on the sideline. It's the whole team of 26 that has got us this far and is going to continue to bring us further. And Katie, just speaking for, for all the seniors, five, six-year seniors, and then an, a whole nother senior class, <laughs> when you all got here, you know, you hadn't been to the NCAA tournament uh, in over three decades. Here you are all going back to your second NCAA tournament. What was that first experience like from 2018? I think there's 11 players on the roster that were on that team. Is there anything you draw from that? And is it still kind of surreal or how far this program has come since you all have arrived? Yeah, I think I, I had a very different role in 2018. I was actually injured. Um, but like Gianna said, there's not very many opportunities for, for us to watch the team from a non-critical perspective or a non-playing perspective. So I think it's going to be really important for those older players and the upperclassmen to draw from that experience, both on the field and I guess for me off the field and just what that atmosphere is. I think we are a very different team than what we were uh, in 2018. To be frank, we didn't have never made it past the first round of a Big Ten tournament and we accomplished that this year. So I think we kept talking about going one and no every game and, and taking each game at a time. And of course, it's, you know, when you're granted and blessed with the number one seed, um, it's easy to sometimes get ahead of yourself and think, oh my God, Michigan next weekend or whatever. And I think we just have to take each game at a time. We don't even know who we're playing yet. So I think just staying in this moment and taking everything as it goes and a day at a time and just using those those senior players and, and their experiences in that tournament is going to be really important. Last question, Gianna. You know, I talked to Coach Civico before the season. You know, I asked her the question, uh, how this team compared to the team that she won the national championship with in 2005. And she was very confident and adamant that the talent on this team uh, matched that team. Uh, what does this team need to do to be able to accomplish that goal? I've said it before, but we're winning because we play as a team. We don't play as a group of individuals. We don't rely on a couple of individuals to be our goal scorer, goal scorers, to be the ones who carry the ball, to be the ones who can get us out of pressure um, in our defensive third. We rely on every single player, and that's not only the 11 players on the field at the moment, but that's the players on the sidelines. That's our entire coaching staff, and that is why we are successful. And I think everyone is so bought in and so focused, and we all believe in our abilities as a team, and that is by far our strength. We don't have those couple people who are game changers. Like We are winning because we are all playing together, and we all know what our goals are, and we all believe in ourselves and what we can achieve. Gianna Glatz, Katie Lamar, and Carrie Burns, congratulations on a great season so far. Best of luck in the NCAA tournament, and Rutgers Nation's rooting for you. Thanks for your time tonight. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. much. Thank you. Thanks so much to Coach Civico, Katie Lamore, Carrie Burns, and Gianna Glatz for joining us. It was great to hear them talk about what this experience has been like for them, which has really been years in the making for this team and what they've accomplished already in this historic season. A program record, 18 wins. Another program record, 12 wins against ranked foes. Six coming against the top 10. A best ever second place regular season finish in Big Ten play. And of course, the first ever Big Ten Tournament Championship for the program and for Rutgers overall. 
so much more to accomplish. Enter an NCAA tournament, the number one seed, obviously a loaded field. Six Big Ten teams made it in the 18-team field. Anything can happen in this sport. But Rutgers field hockey is two wins away from its first ever Final Four. Both games will be played at home, and they're four wins away from a potential national championship. Stick with us here at On the Banks for all of our coverage of this program and all other Rutgers sports as Rutgers women's soccer also earned a number one seed and will begin NCAA tournament play this Saturday against Bucknell. Rutgers football is back this weekend and both men's and women's basketball is now underway, tipping off at Jersey Mike's Arena slash The Rack this week. Lots to, to follow and read on. Thank you so much for listening once again here at On The Banks. Follow On The Banks on Twitter at OTB underscore SB Nation and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Just search On The Banks Podcast.